Is this a relief time or, or is it now the ramp up time? Now that the album's out, order and decline is out. Is it a sense of relief now or? Uh, it's no, because once the album's out, there's like so much more work still to do. Now we have to go on a world tour. You know, before the album comes out, it's like telling everyone about it, talking about it, trying to explain it to people. Oh, what, like everyone wants stuff. So now it's out, it's like, it's not ours anymore, it's theirs. Now you can just go listen to it for yourself, but now it's like, it feels like even more work now because now we're going to go on the road for like two years. <laughs> now you got to do all the work that you put into the album working. Exactly, yeah. And you guys recorded this at Derek's house, which is cool, but I wonder, like, how did, did you guys have to, like, how do you get yourself up and go to work? You know what I mean? Like, if you're just, especially if you're just chilling at yeah, his house, it's actually, hard to, like, we, work. We didn't record it all at Derek's house. Oh, really? Was, uh, we, we all have home studios. Ah. So it was, we just sent files to each other over, over the internet and stuff like that. So, like, I, I would wake up in the morning, go down to my basement, which is my home studio, record bass for a few hours. It was nice because, you know, instead of paying for these high-priced studios that we used to do, mm-hmm. we have the pressure of like, okay, you got two days to do the whole record on bass because right. it's a thousand dollars a day and we can't afford for you to do it any longer. So now I had all the freedom in the world and everyone else did too. And so, and if something was wrong, um, I could just go re-record it and it's free. Right. And so it was a lot of freedom and, um, but you know, you're still in contact with each other. You know, we're just constantly on the phone with each other and talking about parts and we did pre-production together. Like we got together in LA and all did pre-production for a couple of weeks, and uh, so we all got the songs ready together, and then we just went and recorded them separately. One of the good things about technology these days. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. I, I love what I've heard so far. Uh, out for Blood coming out swinging and, yeah. and bringing a, a heavy one like that in a matter of time looked like a fun video to make. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Doing like the throwback and the current. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Death in the Family one. Or, oh, sorry, yeah, Death yeah. in the Family. Yeah, that was uh, the, the director had this idea and it was, I think people um, read into it more than it actually was because people were like, oh, what's the meaning behind all this? Why are you playing in the six and there's really no meaning it's like <laughs> we just it, it sounded cool like we, you know we used to do these fun videos where we dress up as like painful pleasure and stuff like that right so we just thought it was like you know for another fun video um, to be able to dress up again and that's really it there's really like no hidden meaning behind this video but there's something to do some 41 doing something fun I mean that yeah, seems yeah, like pretty crazy, obvious yeah. but then at the same token we can't forget about like a song like never there which I almost hate to use the word Mature? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, never there. I mean, we've done ballady stuff before, uh, right. slow songs before, um, but uh, never there was a special song because obviously it's about Derek's father that he's never met, um, and you know, knowing Derek since we were fourteen years old, like we met in grade nine, I've always known that he's never known his father. We never really talk about it. Like we never like he never wants to bring it up, and he he doesn't seem affected by it. Um, him and his mom have a great like, relationship, but I guess it's maybe just time for him to write this kind of song. And um, I was surprised when I heard it. I was like, oh, wow, you're going there, huh? Yeah. And uh, But I was really happy. I was like, oh, this is really good. It's really good for him to finally talk about it. Maybe he needs to talk about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure it helps fans out there gone through the same thing, you know? Yeah. He's we not were, alone in that. We were getting a lot of good messages about that. Like, a lot of people saying, you know, I went through the same thing. Or, I'm a, I'm a parent, and I'm divorced from my significant other so it's like we're getting both all these comments about a, a bunch of different situations so that's good. what it's all about music yeah, and connecting with people it, yeah. exactly yeah. i love it man and uh let's talk a little bit about this tour yeah. the disrupt tour the the first ever the first inaugural i, I was thinking about like this or like getting to know this tour kind of like getting to go out with 
like a new chick. <laughs> let's let's kind of look at it from that perspective. But six, seven dates so far. Yeah, yeah, we're doing three weeks. Um, I think How, the how's the relationship going so far? Is it is it you know, working out? <laughs> yeah. It's, is she laughing at your jokes? Is she feeding you well? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, we've done Warp Tour for so long. Right. Like, we started doing Warp Tour in '99. Um, so it's much like that, except they give us dressing rooms and showers <laughs> in our in our dressing room. So it's you know it's it's much the same. Like a lot of these bands have been on, we've been on Warp Tour with. Yeah. Um, so it's it has that vibe, but just a, it's just a little bit different. Like we can have production, backdrops, lighting, smoke. You know, everything <laughs> everything that we want to have, we can have. I just um, wanted to stick around because I feel like we've lost them. Like we lost Warp Tour was the last year. I know they're doing some dates now, but we lost that the Mayhem Fest. Ozfest, Taste of Chaos, like, yeah. so I want one to stick around because there's nothing better than going and discovering bands all day. It's true, and it is a good vibe. Like this, uh, hopefully it has a, a second run um, next year. Well, I don't know, but uh, it is a good vibe, and I think they'll just figure it out more and more as the years go on, like Warped Tour did. Like, right. when it started in 95, it wasn't even, <laughs> bands wasn't even on board, right? So right. it's just like this DIY thing, and I think, I mean, this is obviously a huge production already. Um, but you know, and I think they have figured it out for the most part. And now it's just getting people to come every, you know, every year. I hope, I hope they do, man, because we gotta have at least one festival out yeah, there for I the know. summer. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Not that we have to get into the specifics of for where and for whom, but a really cool Metallica medley I saw <laughs> recently. Yeah. As us being a radio station that does mandatory Metallica, oh, wanted to talk uh, a little little Metallica. That's one thing that I always loved about Sum Forty One is you guys have always kind of worn that metal sleeve, that metal badge of honor for being a punk band. You're like, no, we love our metal roots. So, yeah. Take me back. I'm curious. First time you heard Metallica. Do you remember where, when, where, I what do. song? I do. Um, I so I grew up in Ajax, is like suburb of Toronto, and I lived next door to this who's still my best friend, but he's two years older than I was. Mm -hmm. So he always showed me stuff because I was so young. Um, so he, I remember going, and he had this like crazy like ghetto blaster, mm -hmm. and he had the I think it was it must have been a tape, it might have been a CD, but I think it was a tape because that tape and he had and Justice for All. Oh. And you know there's so he put it on. He's like you have to listen to this band. I was probably ten or eleven or something like that. And uh, I remember just hearing the speakers rumble because you know that you know obviously everyone knows that there's no bass guitar. Right. The guitars are super bassy. So I was thinking, I'm thinking like just he, you were listening to one. That was the first song. Okay. And you know I was like the speakers are just vibrating and rumbling. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and uh, from that I went the next day I went out. I told my parents I'm like I need injustice for all. And uh, then I got the black album and then it just snowballed from there. And then I got into other metal stuff as well. Um, digging into like Megadeth and just seeing all the like bands of Metallica. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the medley came up. We did this medley on MTV Icon, the Metallica MTV Icon show. Okay. Um, yeah, this I was in like, 2004. And so, we, you know, uh, Sirius wanted us to do some kind of cover. And we do Queen, We Will Rock You, but um, I, we brought up Metallica and they were like all about it. They're like, yes, we want Metallica. So we were just like, let's just pull that, let's just bring that back. Bring that bad yeah, boy back Everyone out. seemed to love that. Um, still talk about that medley. So we're like, let's just bring it back. For you, what's your favorite Metallica song? Um, uh, probably Blackened. Blackened. Yeah. That was my first song. That that was my introduction. Is hearing that swell at the beginning, how it just kind of fades yeah, in. Yeah, and, and then hits that riff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think because Injustice for All was like the first record I ever heard, I just right. like sauce. But whenever I hear that, I just think of being oh, 10 or 11 years old and hearing it for the first time. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just ingrained in my head now. Another band that, uh, that I 
you guys always kind of talk about wear on your sleeve and to be honest is the real reason why you guys went to three guitars is Iron Maiden right? <laughs> trying to keep up with them yeah yeah <laughs> well it's hard to keep up with them but we're trying to do production like them now so we don't have the money though <laughs> you, need a, you need an Eddie I think we have a blow up ah. we have like an inflatable kind of Eddie-ish but uh, you know it's not mechanical Right, still, right. Still don't have the money for that either. So. He's not flying in or, or busting through a pyramid. Or no, he's just sitting there. <laughs> if we can even get him to inflate, on some days we can't. He's just sitting there, staring at the crowd awkwardly. <laughs> hey, speaking of, of bands and having some fun, we were just talking about Metallica, yeah. right? And they're they're like the thrash. You mentioned Megadeth, Slayer, yeah. Anthrax is a big four of thrash metal, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've been working on what I like to call the evolution of that by adding one to it and taking it into the 90s for what I call the flannel five. Right, okay. So I wanna get your your favorite off of those, <clears throat> this list, which is I call the flannel five, which would be Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. I mean, my favorite would probably be Nirvana. Because Nirvana, that's why I got into music, really. That's why I started that was playing it. music. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I heard uh, you know, never mind. I, I, I have to go to the store and get bass. Um, so I'd have to pick them. But then I think, you know, Soundgarden would be like kind of next in line. Just like, I mean, his vocals and like the riffs and stuff. It's, I mean, you can't touch them. Um, but yeah, I think Nirvana because that's why I got into music. And then they kind of like the flannel thing like that was. Yeah. <laughs> you can't they own it. I mean, they are the poster child I, for it. I remember being in high school um, in like 90, I guess I started high school in 94. Mm -hmm. And I, I just remember everyone dressing in flannel yep. and, and growing long hair. Like I had long blonde hair. <laughs> it was just ridiculous to see walk around. So even, if it, even if people had brown hair, they still tried to look like Kurt Cobain. Right. Diet blonde. It was Have a it bunch all messy of Kurt, little Kurt Cobains running around our high school in Ajax. It was funny. Would uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit be your song? Pick a song for us to play. Oh, uh, Dive. Dive. Yeah. Dive in deep. Give me one Give me one of the bigger ones. Give me one, okay. the, um, name one of the bigger hits. Yeah, bigger hit. Um, let's do Teen Spirit. Let's do In Bloom. I love that song. Yeah. That's my jam. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. I, speaking of different music and stuff, uh, speaking of the 90s, I was here literally one week ago for... <laughs> which was called Hammer House Party. Yeah, yeah. And this had uh, uh, Young MC, Tone Low, Bismarcky, Sir Mix-a-Lot, and MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, I, I grew up, I, grew, I was an 80s kid, so I, that before rock music, that was my thing, hip hop. Who, who would be your jam off of that one? Uh, out of those people? Yeah. Uh, say, say, what's the list again? All right, so it's uh, Young MC, yeah. Tone Low, yeah. Bismarcky, yeah. Sir Mix-a-Lot, MC Hammer. Oh, Tone Low. 100% on milk. Yeah. Wild thing? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, wild thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was out there with the towel, sweating it up. And, like, it, you know, it's funny is I never knew that voice was like a character voice. It, that, don't tell me that. Yeah. No, no way. Yeah. I thought his, I, I, his, I, feel, I feel like I've seen him talk. And wild that's thing. Like, like, no, and he was in Pet, Pet Detective, right? He's Ventura. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing that voice because the rest of the time when he's talking, he's got like a normal voice and then he <laughs> yeah. just lays it on. Like, yeah, like, I'm like, so it's like Funky a, Cole Medina that's like put on. Yes. Oh, it's like a death man. metal thing. It's like. That, that breaks my heart. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to break your yeah, heart. Yeah. Last thing I had for you. Yeah. One thing I always complain about that I, I miss and that you've been a part of over the years in 2D yeah. movie soundtracks. Yeah. I miss movie soundtracks and I kind of wanted to talk about that one. If there was any experience, any movie kind of crossover, 
and then if you had a favorite movie soundtrack from back in the day um well yeah i think mag well it's a mellow soundtrack but magnolia and the singer amy mann she's you know piano more right. piano mellow artist but i remember being like in my early 20s listening to that because my wife had bought it and i was like wow this is not something i would ever listen to normally like right. listening to like pennywise and then amy mann right right <laughs> but uh, i just i fell in love with that soundtrack um but yeah the soundtrack thing like we were on a lot of it in the early 2000s like obviously american pie and all that right. stuff and all those movies um not lately i don't know i don't know if they do them as much anymore or if we're just not asked to do them <laughs> as much anymore i think they just find kids with like keyboards to just do like sound delights yeah, and right. stuff like yeah, that yeah. but i guess with the internet and downloading and songs off itunes and stuff i guess there's almost no place for stuff like that because i don't know yeah, i guess it's it's a a it is a bummer yeah. I, I miss those days man like, and it's good for bands like it, it was good because we were a new band and that's a, i still get people coming up and saying the first time i ever heard some 41 was in american pie i'm like that's right. insane right that's crazy but it was, that's good it's just another avenue for young bands to get noticed like the festival thing we were talking exactly, about earlier yeah, yeah. killer man i appreciate all the time Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at KCALFM.com. Adios,